looks almost like it's not going to kill anyone because we don't have nine million decibels of background noise. <laughs> good morning, everyone, um, or good evening, or whenever you're listening to this, because I don't even fucking know what time it is anymore. It's Candy Coated Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob. I'm here with RC, and our first interview for this session of the Nightmares Recap uh, is with Kevin Donner, um, the uh, who won... Who, 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 did you win? First uh, runner-up. First runner-up for his screenplay, He Brings the Night. So, because it's a screenplay, and obviously we can't even watch it this weekend, give us a <laughs> synopsis. All right. I, um, so, hi, everyone. Um, great to be here. Very, very excited. Um, it's been a long four days. Yeah. Uh, I'm exhausted. Um, <laughs> so, the so I am a horrible pitch man. Um, I, uh, I work best on paper, and so I'm going to do right. my best. It's to, fine. Uh, it's fine. Um, so, uh, so he brings the night. It's about a um, uh, a woman who, ever since she was a kid, has been followed around by an invisible boy um, who showed up on the night that uh, her uh, mother and neighbors were brutally torn to shreds. Um, and uh, like I said, it's an invisible boy that just follows her, um, and he can do some freaky shit. So she spends her night. Uh, cheating at high stakes poker which he helps her with fun um, and, uh, and and she's a kick ass vigilante um, hey, there you go and uh, yeah and, 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 and he's the one that, that does everything and she just sort of stands there and makes it look good yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's it in a nutshell I, I need this in my life. <laughs> I do. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you. Thank that, you very much. That sounds. I mean, that sounds like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Well, thank you know, you. Regardless of the direction you bring it in, uh, is it more comedy, more dark? More no, it's more. You know, I've never written comedy for the sake of writing comedy, so it uh -huh. is dark. Um, you know, I, I guess there's comedic undertones in the dialogue. But you're you're using a ghost child to cheat at poker. I mean, that's funny in itself, man. <laughs> I know, I know, and and so it's funny how um, you know I I initially began the screenplay yeah just as something just totally dark. Yeah. Um, I never write uh, happy uplifting endings. Um, I know I, I don't exude horror. <laughs> oh, you don't. Because I'm I'm looking at you going, oh, you you have one of the cool t-shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, the, the, um, the, the, actually, the, the, the shirt I was wearing on the first day of the festival, it was, uh, you know, from a distance, it's a skull. Yeah. But if you get closer, you see that the skull is made up of cats. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and, and so I think that sort of uh, encapsulates my personality. Oh, I'm all know, about... Like, uh, you know, you can be, um, you know, dark and yeah. depressing on the one hand and still love cats. Right. <laughs> we are all about the spoopy. It's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, no, I, I, I do get that a lot. Um, I had... Um, I wrote a film that uh, um, uh, premiered at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival in 2013, and um, I remember when, uh, so I've got three kids, yeah. and um, when the director first, um, you know, in, in uh, at the very beginning of pre-production, the director uh, sent the script to his DP, and mm -hmm. after the DP read it, uh, called the director. I was there actually with him, um, and uh, the DP uh, said, uh, "Do you think we should call Child Protective Services on Kevin?" Um, it's it, you know it's it, it opens with you know and, and again I wanted to you know I like to 
I like to shock people, not for the sake of shocking people. Sure. But, I mean, um, yeah. So yeah. So the the um, the uh, the film I wrote that um, premiered at TIFF. It was called Proxy, and um, you can view it on Hulu. Um, oh. And you know it opens with a um, uh, nine month pregnant woman uh, getting her belly smashed. You're behind with, Proxy? Yeah. Oh my god, that oh, movie was so freaking. Oh, <laughs> I reviewed it when this was a blog no ages way. ago. Yeah. Did you guys give it a good, uh, good review? <laughs> I know it was a long time ago. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I, I remember being a little confused by it. Yeah. Um, and I remember it being uh, this oddly strange, you know, anti-abortion. I don't remember it was anti-abortion, but it was very... It's like single white female-ish, almost, only except in terms of a pregnancy. Just but. saying anti-abortion, I just wanted for the record that I'm pro-choice. Okay. <laughs> that, again, that's, that's important. That is important. That is important. No, no it, but it, 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 just, is, it, it is, it's heavy. It is um, heavy, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, so anyway, so that's, uh, that's the kind of stuff I like to write. Yeah. And um, so anyway, here we are with um, my, my latest. Yeah. And, uh, it's been a fun fest. Great, great. Is this your first Nightmares? It is, it is. Oh, um, how have you liked it so far? Oh, it's so much fun. Um, you know, uh, it, it feels like, you know, four days of somebody saying to you, like, oh, do you like to sleep? Well, fuck yourself. <laughs> you're not going to sleep. No, you're not going to um, at all. You know, and I, and I love it. Like, you know, last night, you know, they handed out... Um, I know we're just on uh, <laughs> an audio, audio medium. But, uh, audio medium. So they, they handed out uh, vomit bags. They do it um, every year, and uh, which is super cool. I haven't even opened mine yet. I'm gonna open oh, it. Please live do, on the air. because so. you're gonna find some delightful crap in there. Okay, so let's see. Um, Red Bull. Red, yes, which because I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack open right now. <laughs> they're, absolutely, they're used to hearing cans opening. And a oh, technical and romance a, novel. Oh, there's a Harlequin romance novel. Which I mean, <laughs> what else could sum up horror other than? <laughs> No idea. I asked Adam. He's like, they were on sale. Oh like, my god! What? That is so no, funny. that's not. That why, so funny. What do you? Do? You don't want us to read tacky romance novels <laughs> when we've got this 2 a.m. film that is going to blow our goddamn minds in front of us. What are you doing, Adam Barney? What are you doing to us, you horrible, horrible man? <laughs> it's pure horror. It is. Uh, yeah, because it's a Harlequin romance novel. But um, now it. The atmosphere around here, and we've I've said this time and time again. It, it's just your family now. You're mm. your family, and if you're if you're presenting anything, a screenplay, a short, a feature here, we know it's quality because we know that that Jason and Chris do a fantastic job with curation. So I'm glad that you're here. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It's been um, like I said, it's been a great four days. Uh, I've met some. Um, First of all, amazing people, but yeah. aside from that, um, just very talented, uh, whether they're filmmakers, writers, um, podcasters. Uh, well, thank you. Flesh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm gesturing to these two gentlemen in front of me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just been uh, just nonstop fun. Yeah. Um, exhausting, but yes. fun. Right. <laughs> so, so with this out, uh, are you working on anything else, or are you just waiting to kind of get this script option? Um, a little bit of both. Um, so, uh, um, you know, I was I, I am hoping to get this one optioned, um, mm-hmm. but I you know I firmly believe <coughs> you, know, you got to be working working on the next one. Yeah. Um, and I um, 
I'm a I'm a fairly rapid writer. Um, yeah. I, I took uh, I took some time off um, after Proxy and just uh, you know was a stay at home dad. But yeah. I've gotten back into into writing. And so since uh, since I wrote and submitted uh, He Brings the Night to this festival, I've written. Um, three other scripts. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty rapid writer. Because <laughs> submission was, what, three months ago? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, um, uh, you know, I, I believe in, um, you know, if you create urgency in your writing by moving in a good clip, yeah. the, uh, the audience can feel that. Yeah. Um, and uh, if it if it becomes stagnant for you and you, and you let time lapse, mm-hmm. um, it becomes stagnant for the uh, the audience. I find yeah. or the reader. Um, and so I try to write with an urgency. Yeah, nice. I mean, if you get the job done, you get the job done. And obviously, you've got some amazing imagination going on. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. So because again, like like I said, I do remember watching Proxy, and I do remember being kind of fascinated by it. Just because I I, I remember. There's this whole lesbian plot involved with it, um, where like this one woman just enjoys being pregnant, and the other is the one that that punched her, that, that hit her in the stomach. You got a good memory, yeah. And yeah. so it, it, it um, one of the characters, yes, she does enjoy the attention of pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and for you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't want to spoil it um, because again. You can see it on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get that royalty. But um, you know it. Uh, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, you know it, it's fun to just explore <laughs> different people's um, you know motivations and their dark pasts yeah. and uh, dark futures. Um, and uh, you know the, you you know you you mentioned the lesbian aspect of Proxy, so it was important to you know as as a white dude writing a screenplay that's you know, directed by a white dude, yeah, um, you know it was important though to tell a true story. Sure. And so um, the uh, you know some of the some of the best highest reviews we got were from uh, gay and lesbian publications yeah. that thought we did justice. Yeah. Well, because um, uh, you know coming from that side, because mm-hmm. we're all three of us LGBT. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember looking at it saying, this is not pandering to us. This is just telling a story where a couple of us happen to be LGBT. So that was super appreciated. It, you know, there was no stereotype. I, I mean, yes, when you think of the butch lesbian, that's a little bit of a, of a stereotype, but the, it wasn't mishandled. It was, you know, it was well done. One of my favorite reviews of the film was, you know, and, and I can't remember the name of this blog, but... They, they review films specifically from the point of view of um, females and how sex is portrayed from the female perspective. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that sounds like uh, B.J. Colangelo. Maybe. I, I don't remember because, you know, again, this was years ago. And, right. Um, but we got uh, four out of five vulvas. Uh, <laughs> wow, there you go. There you go. So we did something right. A lot, lot of vulva love there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I lost my place completely. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. <laughs> um, 
No, it, it has been an absolute delight talking to you, and I know we've been waiting to do this all weekend. Yeah, I know, you know, and so. I've been I've been avoiding it because, again, like you know, I've never been interviewed before. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't even like to talk on the phone. If you know, if someone calls you, yeah. you know, why couldn't you have just texted me? Yeah. Right. Um, then you just stare at it until yeah. it stops ringing. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I find that I do my best work on paper, and so yeah. uh, so talking is tough, um, but this was so much fun. I'm glad you, that I finally sat down with you guys. You've been doing a fantastic job. Well, thank you. We have enjoyed sitting with you, and we are looking forward to seeing He Brings the Night. Well, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, yes, thank you absolutely. both so much. This was a lot of fun. Great. Thanks. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of the festival, thank and you. we'll see you around. Thank you. That was so much fun. So All right. Hi, kids. We're back with Ariana DeValentino. Uh, you directed Demons, yes? Yeah, I wrote and directed it. Wrote and directed. Yeah, I should just assume that everyone who directed their movie just wrote it too. <laughs> it's the age <laughs> of the auteur. Exactly, and it's totally cool. So, um, because we've been sequestered in the champagne room, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your project. Um, so mine's a short, it's just about nine minutes long, and it's somewhere between a, a romance, a coming-of-age story, and a horror comedy mm -hmm. about um, a girl who gets into a bad relationship or non-relationship in college, and the way that her body responds to it is her menstrual blood becomes corrosive. I love it. anything but her own body. <laughs> <laughs> that, Amazing. Hmm. That, that sounds like some practical effects wonderfulness right there. <laughs> <laughs> It was super low budget, and like watching it back compared to everyone else's film, I'm like, I wish we had put a little bit more time and money into that. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. It gets the point. Across. Be seriously, I mean, you made it here, yeah. and that means it's quality. It's all good. So, um, what was the thought process behind this? I mean, I understand because with you being in the the social progress panel, I understand yeah. that you're very pro woman, which yeah. is wonderful. We're which, all about it. Well, I can't imagine not being. I know. I mean, <laughs> and yes, that was such. There are there are, are people there are yes. women Trump Trump voters, Fucking and that hurts mind me. Mind boggling. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, I feel bad for them. I do. I do. I think about them sometimes. So I feel bad for them. Yeah, I know. But so, so tell us about the thought process that went into this particular project. Um, I mean, so it's personal, as you might guess. I mean, everyone's are. Everyone is about like, oh yeah, this is actually about my relationship with my absent father or whatever. Right. So mine is definitely personal, and it just came to me one day because, I mean, I think as a woman walking around the world and existing in the world, you, um, your body is used against you in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. um, and often it just sucks to have it. Like, having a period sucks. Um, yeah, if and you're a person who menstruates, that, yeah. that, you know what that's like, and it's, it's right. just not fun. It's necessary, but not fun. Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we do not understand that experience. It's, I mean... <laughs> I think it gets oversold a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a, like more mystique around it than there should be, which is also kind of a thing that I was playing with with the movie. That it's like yeah. this thing that is so completely pedestrian. Even when her blood becomes so corrosive that it's burning holes through her underwear, uh -huh. she's just like, oh, whatever. I should call my doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. The, so anyway, the idea that you know, if you're a woman or a female sexed person, your body gets used against you mm -hmm. a lot. It puts you in positions of vulnerability. Often. Um, right. And so I just thought, what if the thing that makes us vulnerable, having these parts in this order, could be uh, really sucky for someone else? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, because 
if we're gonna be honest, there's plenty of movies where a penis is problematic for someone. Uh, there's plenty of real life scenarios. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, now I, I feel I should apologize for owning one. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not the penis's no. fault. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's the intent behind the penis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really fun sentence. It, yeah, <laughs> we love those little fun sentences. Mm-hmm. They're great. Um, so tell us about the panel. Tell you know why was it important for you to speak to social progress through art? Oh, it was so. Um, I don't know. There was like something in me that like moved me. That was like I should volunteer myself for this. Yeah. And I was like, they're probably not gonna pick me because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then he was like, sure, you're signed up. I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize there was a sign up. I would have done it too. Yeah. When's he gonna figure that out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then, I don't know. It went fine. It was better than expected. I was yeah. pretty nervous about it, but I think it was a, a pretty good conversation. Yeah, I I really enjoyed listening to you speak on it. You Thank you, you just had this this confidence about what wow, you needed really to had see. You I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're taping my podcast right now, which is the epitome of Bob's like lack of confidence <laughs> because of this guy. No, <laughs> we spent. On on the, oh, we spent we got a, a few screeners uh, from stuff that wasn't selected, yeah. which is going to be our episode next week. Ooh. We spent a good fifteen minutes of it was just these two ripping on me for misgendering a cat. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is, misgendering people yeah. do it. Misgendering cats, I don't think they care. I don't. I'm. I don't think they do. No. Cats, cat, male or female, cats are like, I'm just pretty. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> it was just a joke that it he was. tried to dig his way out of, which <laughs> made it worse. I know. So then we just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to my life. Welcome to Candy Coated Razor Blade. So I was like, you guys had fun with it anyway. <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, but, I mean, things like that are important. And, you know, we enjoyed the... the, the um, the panel last year and it is this tradition that they have and it's just this wonderful thing where we're getting all these different viewpoints on on where are we with social progress particularly in horror and in film in general um you know last year was kind of like the year of equitable nudity because i mean i remember jason before the the festival last year was all like i have selected no less than 18 movies with lots of visible peen i'm like okay (laughs) yeah and waylon who were who's with iHorror, who wasn't here this year, unfortunately. We love Waylon. Waylon, we love you. Um, we literally just sat with him for 40 minutes talking about the history of penis in film. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's all about, you know, the demographic. I, I was going to ask you, it's like, how, how do you as a filmmaker plan on kind of challenging that, that standard demographic 15 to 24 male demographic for horror? I mean, I guess the thing is, so one thing is, I I only sometimes do horror. Mm-hmm. I, this movie happened to be, like, at, at least one foot in horror, yeah. um, which was <laughs> apparently one foot enough for them to yeah. show it. Um, so, in general, like, my storytelling can take different forms, and I sure. think just, I make stuff that makes me laugh. Like, that's my litmus test. It's like, if I have an idea and it makes me cackle and I love it, and I don't get sick of it after a while, Mm -hmm. there are 8 billion people in the world. Chances are at least a few of them are going to feel the same way. Yeah. So I make stuff for people who have the same sense of humor and interest as I do. And if those people 
are 18 to 24 year old males cool, but I suspect that probably a lot of them won't be. <laughs> that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Because, I mean, we specifically, you know, look at horror from the LGBTQ angle. So, I, I, I love the fact that we can come here and be completely comfortable with everyone here. Because everybody has that same goal. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just here to entertain and make art. Yeah. You know, and it's just a wonderful thing. Um, what are you working on now? Uh, Besides like, festing this thing. Out. Yeah, I mean, I'm just at the beginning of the festival submission run process for this, so I still probably have a long time left with demons. Yeah. But um, I'm writing a script that's not horror. It's um, more of a, a comedy with a little bit of mystery element to it, set on a college campus about uh, an 18-year-old uh, wannabe food critic who starts at his college paper, and mm -hmm. he's very... Um, very precocious and very confident for okay. being an 18 year old college freshman um, and he ends up discovering an actual scandal happening in um, a chocolate company oh no in the, in the town that the college is that's yeah uh, I'm down I'm down it's I'm just trying to have as much silly fun with it as possible yeah I was on my uh, college paper the whole four years that I was at, uh, that I was in college, right. and it's like, it's such a, like, community that's rife for parody, Yeah. because it's a bunch of 18 to 20 year olds who take themselves and their work so seriously, <laughs> <laughs> most of them aren't getting any kind of compensation for it, right. it's a thing that you do in hopes of, like, getting a job after college kind of right. thing, yeah. but, like, and you know, sometimes it pays off. There are sometimes really good journalism that these 19-year-olds were doing. Right. And a lot of the time, it's, you know, these 19-year-olds who stay in this office until 2 a.m. four nights a week and yeah. don't have a life outside of the paper. So, <laughs> so just the passion that's in that community, I think, is lovely, yeah. come, does really good things, and is also really fun to poke fun at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I like I said, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. So, is this your first nightmares? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. I am so glad. I, I, I'm like, <laughs> every time I hear that this is someone's first nightmares, because this is our second. Yeah. So, and it just, it's even better than it was last year. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just so happy that people are getting in and they're experiencing this family. Yeah. I'm really glad that I came out for it. Nice. Yeah. So, and we are, we are definitely glad to talk to you. What have you enjoyed in the fest so far? Um, as far as other movies, well, yeah. I saw Scare Package, yeah, that was yesterday, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, we did not, however, we're talking to him next. Okay, yeah, no, I, I got to, we just happened to be at the bar at the same time the other night, so we're talking for a little bit, he told me a little bit about the project, mm -hmm. and then I saw it, and it was so good. Right? <laughs> it was so much fun, you should, yeah, you should definitely see uh, it. I, well, I'll it's, hit him up for a screener. Yeah, I mean, he'll, you're going to talk to him, so he'll tell you all about yeah. it. Yeah. That was so much fun, and then um, one of the shorts that I saw in the midnight block, all the midnight shorts have been so much fun. Yeah. So I'm in such good company screening with them. Yeah. VR food, so weird. Yeah, we talked so to we fun. talked to him last night. Yeah. Well, I were you there for that? Yeah. Night? Yeah, you were. Okay. Stephanie wasn't there for that. Or was she? I don't remember. I don't remember. Last night is a blur. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yesterday was like three weeks long. Oh, I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and we just everybody. It's like, oh, it's Saturday. Everybody wants to come talk to the podcast, yep. so. which is great. We, we love it. <laughs> Trust me, we are all about it because you know, I, I remind people several times during the course of the statement um, that our job isn't to watch the movies; yeah. it's to talk to you. Uh, it's to get you guys going. So and talking about the movies and talking about them. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you can get screeners of any or all of the midnight shorts, I recommend it. They're so oh, weird. They're I so know. Much fun. I, I, I love the shorts. Yeah. yeah, I do. There's some features that I'm definitely in on it. Like I'm, I'm waiting for Puppet Killer. For Puppet Killer. Puppet oh Killer. yeah, I'm gonna see that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do love the shorts. Like Boo, Boo is Boo was good. amazing. I, well, we have a special love for Rakefa. She's just yeah. She's our she's our Boo. <laughs> so, um, the magical world. Also really good. Oh, I think, I think so she many won one did. of the awards. I think so too. I think so, I think so too. We we did our like very well deserved. It's about a, a Wi-Fi salesman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, we talked to her too at the yeah. same time yeah. as the dude from VR Food. Yeah. Oh. We, we did a duel at yeah. that time, so we talked to them both. We talked to the, talked to her just before she left. On, yeah, like for the airport. Like, it was like midnight, and she yeah. was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna stay for the yeah. for the two a.m. showing, and then immediately going to the airport for a six a.m. flight." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm yeah. like, like more get some sleep on the plane. Like, <laughs> mm, yeah. that's crazy. But at least at four in the morning, there's nobody in line at customs. At, at the not customs. Um, TSA. TSA. Morning. Morning, Bridget. How are you guys holding up? Good. Have a seat with us. We're interviewing. Bridget is wonderful. We love her. <laughs> But um, but now I, I'm glad that you had a good time and I'm glad yeah. that you had this experience because it is is it it is an experience. Yeah, I have been so glad to meet all these people, so many cool people, so many weird cool films. I feel like I'm gonna have like a good writing inspiration session sometime soon, being yeah. able to see all this fun weird stuff. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Just you know, oh, I I like this from here and I like this from here. You know, yeah. this so much. Amazing imagination on these screens. Yeah. I love it, and yeah. I'm really glad that you're part of it. I thank you. I'm really glad that I got to be part of it too. It's such a fun program. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having us down and sitting with you us. Thank you for uh, listening to me talk about stuff for a little while longer. That's okay. Okay. You're very welcome. Right. I'll uh, let you get back to your editing. Sure. Okay. And enjoy the rest of the festival. Thank you. You as well. Right, right. So, oh my God. Okay, we're taking a minute out of our interviews, guys, because we do need to talk about this 2 a.m. 29 needles stuff. We're going to talk about the short first. We are. Jackie. Hang, hang on a minute. I'm checking something. I think I've got audio. I do. I do have audio. Good. I'm like, damn, these things are looking just black. It's matching the background. I have to wait until there's a peak in a valley with me to see. <laughs> But okay, so it starts with Jackie, and which never watch. If you specifically, yeah. Stephanie, yeah. not you listeners, yeah. if you specifically ever get a chance to watch it, do not. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because of needles? No, no, it's because of kitties. Oh no! Oh yes! Yeah. No, no. It just suffice it to say that the plot involves a seven-year-old, a food, a fridge full of food, and a cat. No. And a knife. And boredom. And boredom. Apparently. 
Bengals. And a, a curiosity to quote, see what she looks like on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I finger paint when I'm bored. Girl! The face, the face on Stephanie's face. <laughs> so so that's one of the reasons why I told you, like, it would be a problem. You saw yeah, how I acted at the beginning of Andrew with the dog. Yeah, and that so was the very beginning of the movie, a dog gets put down. Oh no. Yes. And then the fucking mom tells the kid that the dog is in hell. Because uh, that's it was a sad. separate thing. Yes, yeah, that's uh, a different discussion. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. But so, and then. We go into uh, 29 Needles, and I'm telling you now, I am. T- I stopped. I stopped Jason. I stopped Jason, and I said, Jason, <laughs> I appreciate the artistry of this film, but I need to never watch it again. Yeah. It. I will. I will buy a copy. I will certainly. Uh, I will support this movie. And I will inflict this movie on other people. I, but I'm going to be in the other room. Yeah, I will never lay eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like last year, there's a, a kind of infamous interview with uh, me and Scott Shermer talking about the Batman and yeah. about how like confused and aroused and guilty I was uh-huh. about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And this one. Um, I'm not gonna say it's worse because I was aroused for maybe the first 30 seconds. Yeah. It was a very hot daddy bear just jerking off. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. just. Come shot and everything. This, yeah. This is utterly explicit, unsimulated um, sex. Yeah. And and for that part, I was like, oh no, it's gonna be another one of these. And then it very wasn't. It, <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a very, very left turn and. and yeah, and it, I would like to describe a scene specifically for Stephanie oh. because you will hate it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This, is, this is not the one with the tube. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I already mentioned that to her, but we'll talk about okay. that. So, it's a very early scene in the movie. Not the beginning, but very early in the film. Okay. The, the lead is walking around his house butt-ass naked, which already, I'm like, this is weird for me seeing in a movie, but is more real. Right. Um, he sits down in a uh, theater-style chair. Not a theater like this, um, but like the old-timey ones uh, that was leather. And again, butt-ass naked. Just cannot stress this enough. Okay. He, he lounges back. Okay. Grabs his jug. Okay. Like, picks it up so that it's out of the way. It is, it is a... It's a lovely set of jugs. Almost all the dicks in this movie were very Dude, nice. beautiful cocks. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't know what casting process they went through. Craigslist. Process. Not, <laughs> not venue. I <laughs> um, Takes a hypodermic needle. For sure. Uh-huh. Into the under the balls. And, like, that's bad enough, it, right? Just right in the gooch. Uh-huh. Just right there. Tank? More like the very like bottom of the sack, but oh, yes, okay. yeah. But then, yes. that's not it. Okay. He snaps it off. Full Albert Fish. Mm-hmm. Yes. God damn it. And <laughs> the sound. Oh, that's gonna live with me forever. Snap. Is 
Like, I... I almost want to talk to uh, the director again because uh-huh. I want to be like, I need you to break the magician's code and tell me exactly how you did this so that I know that this isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm like, yeah, god damn. I, the, the, that sound, like I said, will live with me forever. Because there's, at that point, which, by the way, Quick aside about the movie, because we talked to the, the, the guy who did the sound and composed all the music. Soundtrack, fucking baller. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack was really, really good. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's very electronica kind of trancey. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah. It, it, it felt like the new Suspiria. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Soundtrack-wise. Um, less the main part of, the, of that it, movie. It also felt a little, um, a little The Shining. A little. A, a little bit, uh, uh, just because of the way it was. was made. But but during the snap, there's no background music. There's no nothing. Mm. <laughs> so, that, so that sound is all there is. Oh man! And then immediately after that, as he's as he's sitting there with presumably a needle inside of them, um, and also quick reference. I'm going to be using he because I'm talking about the character, the actor has since transitioned, and now uses she, her pronouns. Yes. But I will be using he because I'm talking about the character. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, hallucinates these two people, a man and a woman, uh, in these admittedly gorgeous paper mache animal masks. Oh, yeah. Completely naked otherwise. Walking in from his garden and just standing in the window like <laughs> and and there's several of them throughout the movie yes it does get very very trippy um there are things we cannot talk about so there are things I felt that all that was okay yeah that that's yeah so are the animal people always a hallucination yeah yeah. Maybe. As far as we understand, they're either a hallucination or they're part of this secret society that they kind of joined. Yeah, they are definitely a hallucination until the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. But this is grimdark. There is no humor in this film at all. I wonder what the Beyond Bar people thought. Um, I meant they actually did not see it. I talked Aww. to them this morning, that is but they're like, "We need to talk to him because I think they can actually get him some distribution." Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I, I said, "Please talk to him." Yeah. Because they're like, "Oh, we missed it." They were, they were like, "That is exactly what we're looking for." Um, but again, the sex in this film is unsimulated. It is absolutely real. There are aspects of it that it, that is not real. Uh, in particular, there is, uh, dude, there there is a fisting scene. Yes, yeah. which that part I believe is real. That specific part yes. of it. And then there's a bone saw at the wrist. Mm, so that's, that's something I'm gonna have to cut out. Oh really? Yeah. But that's on the shirt. Oh, it is, it, the the bone saw is. Yeah, but. Okay, so we've spoiled a little bit. Anyway, so, but now, I did talk to him about that. And since we've already spoiled it, and I won't edit it out, because I'm, like, already having enough audio issues, um, that was, in fact, 
for New York. They, he took one guy who went to town. Um, they, you know, cut back with the, the bone saw and you know, that. And then the, the person who was portrayed as having done it was born without a hand. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but there's a ton of... He he told me when I talked to him this morning, everything in that film, while definitely not mainstream at all, even in the BDSM community, even in the BDSM community, there are not many people that will go to the extremes, but everything in that film is going to be some... is something that someone has done in a sexual sense in regards to the people that he's spoken to and had in the film um, some of it was made up uh, or or uh, embellished but he said yeah everything in the film somebody has done somebody and but some of it is also based on serial killer behavior yeah such as the needles with the Albert Fish right. thing um, and, and I will say, and this is not spoilery because it's super general. Yeah. Be prepared in this movie for just a lot of goop. Yeah. I don't mean cum. I just mean goop. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of goop. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Good. told me about this. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, goop. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I, I mean, that, it's not... It doesn't that need part to be isn't, real. It, it, well, that part isn't graphic. It's... Yeah, Disagree. Goop. It's, still, it's, <laughs> it's, still it's graphic, but not, you know, you're not watching. I do not. Yeah. But it's the other that goop. I don't fuck with. It's yeah. the other goop that I was talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the pseudo knot. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot to this movie. There, there is a lot. And I'm hoping that somebody sees the artistic value in it. This will not ever get any kind of a mainstream release. No. Ever. <laughs> Because it is... If we're lucky, they'll sell the DVD on Amazon with no pictures but the cover. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he did mention that he does have a UK kind of distribution deal getting going. So hopefully we'll get to see some of it. Um, this is a movie that while I would personally prefer never to watch it again, I will gladly show people. Because as extreme as it is, it's still beautiful. It's still a wonderful film, and it does go into that cathartic self-harm. How far do you go to 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 ease that pain, or to to get to fill that void that you that you need filled? Right. Um, it it's shocking, but I don't get the feeling watching it that it's shocking for the sake of being shocking. I think he is telling a story with it. And it's it's wonderful. The the dialogue is slow. That's where because it's two a.m. I'm nodding off when the dialogue is happening. But of course, it, when something horrible happens, the, I'm wide the, awake. Yeah, the delivery of the dialogue, uh, especially with characters that aren't the lead, yeah, um, is very jilted. Like there's just long pauses in places where it doesn't feel like this. Yeah, something. I mean sometimes like a five ten second pause. It's. It's like that that amount of space was not necessary to answer that question or to make that statement. But other than that, I, damn, 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 damn. I, I, I would say fuck me, but I think I'm not in the mood for a while. Because, <laughs> I mean, some of this was hot. In the first five minutes, dude's getting butt fucked by a trans trans woman. 
with a gigantic fucking dildo. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good I, for him. Anus has talent. That's <laughs> but, um, oh. Aaron was supposed to be here 15 minutes ago. I should probably send him a text. He might think he's supposed to be here at 2.30. But anyway, no. All right, we're going to cut this off and get ready for Aaron Coots with Scare Package. Yay! I know, we need to talk to him. So yay! Yeah, exactly. All right. Oh, that's fucking delightful conversation. Right. But, I mean, just come spend time in the champagne room. That's no, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so hi, kids. Um, while, while RC gets rid of his oh, lunch. Thank you. <laughs> We're here with Aaron B. Coates. He is the director of Scare Package, which I did not get to see. That's okay. That's okay. We were so swamped with the hair. We were. We didn't get to see any videos. Yeah. Yeah. But now, so please tell us about Scare Package. Well, well, first off, I'll clarify. There are there are multiple directors. It is an anthology. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I produced. I was the the head producer of it, and then. I directed the core segment, which is like the middle of the film and then the ending, so okay. it's about, about half the movie. And then we hired, um, we had the amazing Anthony Cousins who did a segment, uh, we had Emily Higgins who did a segment, okay. Courtney and Hillary Anderhar the segment, uh, Baron Vaughn, uh, Noah Se- Baron Vaughn and Noah Segan, it was their directorial debuts of both actors. Oh, well, I know Noah Segan. Yeah, well, and Baron's, I mean, he's in Grace and Frankie, he's the voice of the Red Robot in Mystery Science Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then we had Anthony Cousins as well. He did a segment. He's just phenomenal. He wow. Did, yeah, Bloody Ballas, Kurt Reynolds, one of my favorite horror comedy shorts. Um, Sweet. But yeah, so we had, um, and then me. And nice. uh, yeah, so we had a we had a great a great group of directors that we kind of curated and kind of handpicked to to put this whole thing together. Very cool. Do our little love letter to horror. So. Yeah, we we love anthology films. We have yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because when the idea came out in anthology, I'm like, I don't. I don't want to make an anthology because there's too many great ones, and I don't, I don't know what, what can we say or do different right. about this because I thought that I, I really felt like it had been perfected. But then I, I'm OCD, so uh, one of my writing partners kept pushing us to, to look into it. So I, that weekend I watched all these anthologies and I wrote down like the things I liked and didn't like about all of them. Yeah. And I kept finding that I loved the horror comedy segments yep. over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we had made a feature film before called Camera Obscura that was a very, very oh. dark psychological horror film. Oh. Have I seen that? I think I might have heard yeah. of that one. I don't know. It was in it. Christopher Denham's in it. Okay. Um, uh, from Billions and all that, and uh, yeah, I wrote and directed, produced that. Okay. And uh, we released that with Universal in 2017. Um, and I mean, it was—it's—I'm I'm really proud of the film, but it was a very difficult experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of stories. That's a different uh, different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was just like get my friends together and like let's just have fun and do something. So, I mean, it is a very self-aware, meta, over-the-top horror comedy anthology. Yeah. Each segment is subverting a different horror trope. Um, and it's right just... Right yeah, here. I mean, the original title was Tropes. Yeah. But then I was like, well, the title has to be a trope. So, right. Scare Package, you know, <laughs> made sense. It's kind of in that chopping mall world, you know? Right. Yeah. You have to have um, the bad pun. Yeah, everything. I mean, even our poster is a trope. It's like a... 
it's a poster within a poster within a poster, yeah. so you know how meta it is. But it's also this like like retro '80s VHS poster. So yeah. again, we we uh, we like you know pokingly, you know, we're jokingly kind of like make fun and poke at, at the genre while like bear hunting it. Right. Yeah, at the same time. You know, so. Right. Yeah, that's great. Right. And, you know, tropes are my thing. Yeah, I mean, thing. and they're fun. There's so many fun things to I, play with. And I literally wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> called Trope Fest. <laughs> oh, I mean, this well, this is so up your alley. I mean, this yeah. the amount of times, like, little things would come up. It's like, wait a second, we don't have a mere jump scare. <laughs> I need that. Like, nobody throws a cat. Right. You know, or a cat doesn't jump out. <laughs> So we're like, how do we work all these things in? You know? See, we have already had this discussion. If you need somebody to throw a cat, you call me. Because that is the job I want in Hollywood. I want to be oh, the cat great, player. Great. Well, I made a guy from American Ninja Warrior do right. it. Oh, nice. So that way he can be... <laughs> so it would be more ridiculous. Oh, he's like, I'm scared. And he's, uh, his outfit uh, is he's wearing the exact outfit of Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, <laughs> nice. With the mirrors? And like he's got the headphones with like ah. not connected around the neck, you know. Oh my god! And uh, I mean, yeah, the whole movie—that's what the movie's like. I mean, our our, our opening by Emily Higgins, who's just like a, a dream, one of my favorite filmmakers. Um, and we're actually working on a feature with her now. And uh, she she did a, our open, which is our cold open. Yeah. Which is called cold open, which is about <laughs> cold opens. And the guy he desperately wants to get out of cold opens and make it makes it to the end, and maybe he has a surprise appearance at the end of the film too. Right. So I mean, it's just. I see this. Oh no! Oh, right we need it's it. Fun. We need it it's in our lives. It's a lot lives. of fun. Yeah. Oh, fun. The crowd reacted really well, and then we have a um, we have like a huge surprise at the end too. See, we love surprises. Yeah, and I don't know if Sometimes. I want to, now if you haven't seen it, I don't know if I want to tell you, but it's fun for people to know, because there's, yeah. basically, the, we have like a horror guru, and if there's any horror guru in the world that could be in your movie to like help these characters in a horror film escape, yeah. who has to know the rules of horror, like who would be that horror guru? Right. Joe, oh. Joe Bob Briggs. No. Oh she's, my god. She, she's like, <laughs> She's, she needs a moment. <laughs> she's standing. Yeah. She's she's just holding her temple. She's I'm so mad I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angry at herself now. We kept it as a surprise. Oh uh, my god. It's gonna like, slowly get out. We know. had we, yeah, it know, is. we had a job to do, and so I was like, it, yeah. it'll be okay. I'll, I'm I sure. can send you. I'll send you guys a screen. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Really? We will absolutely yes. review this for you. Yes. Oh no, 100. percent Yeah. So now I'm ruining it, but yeah. So basically, they're trying to escape. Now I'm just trying. Bob twice this weekend. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> what was the other time? How'd you miss the other time? Oh, Shudder, uh, the Halloween Hoot Nanny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was here, you know. Right. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I haven't been home, so it's not yeah, like I, I wanted to watch, watch it. it. Right. Yeah, What's clean yeah, clothes? I don't understand what deodorant is. It's a thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened? Huh? You said you weren't home. Oh. Right? We, the oh, whole oh, being gotcha. here for four days and just yeah, sweating yeah. in this little. <laughs> well, no, I followed you. I followed. I yeah. followed you. Okay. I think. They, they, they <laughs> Sorry, never I'm do. Still, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still like hovering in Monster Vision land. Sorry. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. yeah. I mean, it was. <laughs> I, and and I, I hired him before all the shutter stuff had happened and everything. And in fact, it's, it's weird. I mean, when we when I wrote the script and, and we were sending it out to people and it's like, wait, who like Joe Bob Briggs? Like, does anybody even know who Joe Bob Briggs is? 
in our and, community, absolutely. Well, but you'd be surprised. There were horror people, and this is again, this is two years ago. So this is oh, like yeah. before, before the before yeah. like everything had just happened. Right. I knew that he was talking with Shutter. Like I had knew mm-hmm. some behind the scenes stuff, but I didn't know. And then you know, and then we we had you know we were already had scheduled him. Yeah. You know to like shoot, and then he had his you know he broke the internet, and then everything happened. So <laughs> right. Okay, this is probably good for the movie. Um, yeah, it and, is. Uh, yeah, it is great, and he was uh, complete joy. And, I mean, and the only other person you could have possibly considered mm-hmm. would be Elvira. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we thought. In fact, yeah. when you do the sequel, when we couldn't get what well, we are doing, we're doing a sequel. Yay! Yay! Well, no, it's I can't like it's not official. But right. We're, we're trying to we're working on some stuff right now. Well, pre congrats. Um, yes. It would be uh, too scared, too packaged. Oh uh, no! I love everything about it. I know. It's ridiculous. Too scared. Oh, we love too ridiculous. Scared, too too scared, too packaged. It's the oh, dumbest girl. thing. When you see the movie, too, you'll realize just how ridiculous. Yeah. We don't do logistics. She did. But yeah, but like Adam's family. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Also Hammer. Yeah. yeah he's Still the Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Still Hammer. Yeah. Don't worry. Same, same time period. Please. <laughs> 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 That's Hammer. Oh, y'all need to quit. <laughs> yeah, we, we are definitely like the, um, the kind of people they were made this for. Yeah, yeah. I mean exactly. it's yeah, it's for it was made for our core friends. And what you know what bothers me is I'll read people remain nameless, but I'll, I'll see things that kind of come out and like oh this you know you know made for horror fans. I'm like but you're not even a horror fan. Yeah, <laughs> like you clearly don't don't know. Like this is like really you know. Yeah, and there's like really, there's deep cuts in this whole thing too. There's like things that you'd have to like watch closely to like, like nobody's going to notice. People think it's funny the outfit that the jock, quote unquote, is wearing. Mm -hmm. But unless you're, you know, a hardcore Nightmare on Elm Street fan, you're like, that is Johnny Depp's outfit. Yeah. Right. I I noticed Johnny Depp's outfit in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Oh, so so it actually bugged me. Like, uh, when, so uh, I know Axel Caroline, and um, when that, happened I was like oh my god like I already shot that but it's not yeah. out yet it's a cool cool callback and we have we have so many other little we have a huge Friday the 13th part 4 moment nice it's like my favorite moment in the movie yay yeah. Very oh Corey I'm Feldman so excited to joke. see this now yeah. I'm so excited yeah. No, I'm excited for you guys to see it too. Yeah. I think it's going to be your, your your jam. I feel like we're going to have to do an episode or two where we just cover all this all the stuff we didn't get to see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're going to probably spend a, a good episodes. junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we're going to have to like do two first, where we're going to have to do yeah. our pick, and then we're going to have to do some, something from here that we didn't get to see. It'll be like being at nightmares all over again. Exactly. Yeah. Yay! I have something to combat con drop. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, now. I know we're wrapping up because it's Sunday. What what have you really loved at the festival so far? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think one of the best things here are, are just the shorts. I think there's so many shorts yeah. that they've yeah. curated and spent so much time. Uh, you know, the weirder and the crazier, and then um, so so those have been a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, I really really loved uh, food VR. VR food. Another one we didn't get to see. Which but just yeah. was... We talked I to mean, him yesterday. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, that guy, shit. like... I was talking to him after, and, and, and I loved it so much because it was just was so, like, David Lynch on acid with Nicholas Winding Refn or something. Mm. Like, I don't even understand what he was doing. I, I even came in, I had a call, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing a, I made a horror western that I wrote and directed, and we're trying to wrap that up right now, and I've, I've been jumping back and forth on work for that. Yeah. And... 
I got a call right when the and it's the first one on the block, and I got a call, and I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta leave. Right. But then, like, it was so crazy, and I'm like, I have to keep watching this. <laughs> I could not, I could not get up and leave. I kept thinking I was gonna get up, and I couldn't leave because I wanted to see the end of it. I'm like, how is this gonna end? Right. Like, what the hell is it gonna do? So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a great, there's, yeah, there's a great group of shorts here. Um, and then I, I had seen actually most of the features already just being right. on the festival circuit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Wimpyr is great. The Lodge is. Yeah, we talked to them this morning. Okay. Yeah, the Lodge is great. It's such a dark film. Yeah. I, I I thought it was great that our film played, Scare Package played after. The Lodge because uh, it's like, like such a, a palette cleanser. cleanser. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, because you're just you kind of want to kill yourself, and then this is like, let's have fun killing ourselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. You can do both. Sure. Uh, and then uh, Daniel is Real is probably my favorite uh, genre film of the year. So, Sweet. Like, yeah, yeah. Sweet. I, I, yeah, Adam's a friend, and I think I've seen it like three times now uh, just because the festival circuit just yeah. had yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a lot to mine on that film. It's yeah. Really, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna ask. You were here last night yes. for 29 Needles. Uh, well, no. So, I unfortunately had to leave. So I didn't actually get to see 29 Needles. I wanted to, but I was here, and then I, I was kind of doing a meeting, and then got into another conversation. Also, it was like 2:30. I right. didn't realize that I had overstayed the start of it. Oh, just, no. That's what happens when you just keep drinking. Right. And then I'm like, well, I can't go. I, I don't. I'm big about. I didn't want to go in late or whatever. Right. So I, I talked with him. Yeah. I think he's gonna give me a screener. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Scott's such a great guy. I, yeah. But I'm like. I know you were here. I need to hear other people's thoughts on this movie. Oh, yeah. It's okay that you didn't watch it. It's totally cool. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no. So other than this and other than working potentially on the sequel to mm -hmm. this and, and making sure this is out on the festival circuit, what are you working on now? So uh, I wrote, directed, and produced a uh, horror western yep. called The Pale Door with uh, Pat Healy, Nosegan, mm -hmm. uh, Devin Druid of 13 Reasons Why, okay. Malore Walters from uh, Boogie Nights in Mangalaya. Oh, nice. Uh, Zach Knighton, who's, um, he was the lead in that show Happy Endings, which is a really funny yeah. show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was leading that. Uh, it's a great, yeah, just amazing cast. Uh, cool. Bill and Sage, I, We Are What We Are. Yeah, and I'm always down with Weird West, so. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's kind of a cowboys and witches kind of story. Um, yeah, gang of cowboys, <laughs> they, they, rob a, they rob a train, and then their leader gets shot, and they have to hold up. Uh, in this town overnight, there's a coven of witches that have to survive the night. And, oh, um, I love a survive yep. the night. It, tell me, tell me, it's like the fate worse than death, as in F E T E. Because <laughs> I love the town with a secret. It's always. A I mean, there's a thought. I mean, yeah, the town is. Uh, it's called Potemkin Township, which mm -hmm. is, which is, you know. Battleship attempting, but also the history of that word refers to a town that may or may not exist. It gets very psychological. Right. I mean, they run into a church, and the church is upside down. It got like vomits on a black crow. I mean, it's oh my God. that's heavy <laughs> shit. It's the opposite of Scare Package. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a. Uh, um, oh, that's Stan Shaw too. Does that from Monster Squad and Rocky? Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, we got a great ensemble cast. Um, and uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, Joe Lansdale, um, Bubba Hota, Colton Jalal. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he worked with us on it. His son's actually a writer with me on it. Sweet. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, that's that's like that's like the movie we've been kind of building towards for a while. Yeah. And 
now. Yeah, it's a bigger film for us. And we're yeah. really excited. So we're we, we have a teaser we're putting together. We'll be at the market, the film market here in November. And Sweet. Hopefully, uh, you know what we really would love to do is find get to a point where this is scare packages at the end of the fest circuit, and then maybe Keldor starts. Yeah. So people can be really confused. By but it could be like like you know you watch that and it's a really Keldor's a really dark fucked up whatever yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. really dark yeah. fucked up film and then um, scare package is also fucked up but in a totally different way it's yeah like I mean a fun version of that there have been so, so many things that are just utterly fucked up that's yeah, what nightmares yeah. is all about man yeah, fucked no. up shit no it's great it's it's fun it's it's fun I was there talking about our we have some pretty insane kills in yeah. scare package I mean like absolutely over the top things and uh, so I take a lot of pride in that because we used to, I used to do I was one of those people who made like top 10 kill lists and stuff Sweet. Yep. you know it's like yeah Jason body bag part 7 okay. uh-huh. you know that kind of stuff I'm a like, big list person me a too. very whore high fidelity yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I have lists of lists I need to make yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, man it has been fantastic talking with you I'm so sorry I was late I made but you guys wait it's okay it's quite alright totally fine I mean yeah. Yeah. time didn't hail a calzone so right yeah. he oh. did He did have time to eat in fact I'm and gonna go is, ahead great. I, I planned that out I planned that out <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah totally <laughs> yeah. I, will, I, I would be honored to send you send you a screener you oh. can check it out absolutely and, uh, yeah well um you know, I will. I will okay. watch Make sure it with you have Tom. Yes. We, we will because I, that is one of the ones that we were looking forward to. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just sad we missed it's it. It's made for you. It's made for that kind of audience. You know, yeah, so. like I, I review, awesome. I review horror movies for a website, and um, I came across the, the, the ones I always have a good time with is the anthology ones. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like people push a lot of features. And maybe it shouldn't have been a feature yet. Yeah, sure. You know, especially especially the level that I reviewed them. I'm like, I feel like you would have done so much better if you just pulled yourself back and made a nice 30 minute short and just. Yeah. That's why I love anthologies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to kind of break it up a little bit. But then we also, it's it's also very curated in that it feels like one movie. Right. right. So like our central story is a movie in itself. You can remove the other segments and it's one cohesive film. Yeah. And the way we go in and out of it without spoiling, like there's just fun. We try to have fun with how that they tie together and uh-huh. it, it so it feels well, like trick or treaty legit yeah well trick or treaty is like that's that's even the next level yeah like that and southbound i think are the best examples of yeah. how to make that cohesive mm-hmm. ours is more of a self-aware like tongue-in-cheek version of right. that. Yeah. everything yeah. is in this movie that's I mean, <laughs> ridiculous uh so anyway yeah. Anyway. And congratulations on your award. Yes. yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 So, which is comedy feature. Yeah. 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 I, I was, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I just the conversation flowed. But yeah. anyway, thank you so much for sitting with us. Yeah. No. No. I uh, thank you guys for doing this and like, oh, you know welcome. spending your whole weekend like supporting independent filmmakers and that's yeah. awesome. That's what we and, live for. Uh, man. We try. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, great. So thank you for what you do. Right. So anyway, enjoy the rest of the festival. Yeah, we're actually see you about next to year. leave. I'm, I'm about to jump on a flight in about two hours. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Have fun at the flight. airport, I yeah. guess. Right. <laughs> I'll do my best. So yeah, all right, thank you all so much. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So we are rolling right now. Hi, kids. We are here with Guillermo Ortiz. You are the director of the garden. No, I'm the um, co-writer. Of oh, the co-writer. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So. Like we've been telling a lot of people, because we're here, 
taking care of you guys, we don't actually get to see a lot of the movies. Please tell us about your... your, your, your it's a, it's a short screenplay. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's about a serial killer who got like this like perching for plants and you know he got this like secret garden Oh, wow. That's, that sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's kind of like a, I'd say like I have like a lot of like a slashers uh, inspirations. Uh-huh. But we like, we have like a unique twist at the end. Sure. I'd say. So yeah, I don't want to ruin like. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, we end, don't want you to the, spoil anything. The either. end is like the biggest thing here. But yeah. Well, it's like classic slasher impression sure. time. And that's where you got your inspiration for it. What, what kind of brought this about? Uh, so, uh, 2013, I I was living in Puerto Rico, and mm-hmm. I was dating this girl, and uh, at the time I was working in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and I got out of work, and, uh, you know, uh, I got back home, and I was like, you know, just let's get the camera, let's shoot something. Oh. I don't care okay. what it's going to be. So we started just like shooting this, me sitting in front of the TV, and then I have like a dead body in the in the shower, huh? and we shot like the first part, and uh, we were we did the editing, and uh, we were like, whoa, it looks kind of cool. We did it like black and white, no dialogue. Yeah. And uh, so we had this, this first part, and I'm like, well, we need to like finish this because this, it kind of actually looks cool. So <laughs> I came up with the idea about this year killer having this like garden in his house. So we shot the next part, and okay. uh, uh, we submitted to like a festival in Puerto Rico, the Puerto Rico Horror Film Festival, uh-huh. and we got selected. And oh, we wow. like, okay. So we did this with no budget. And uh-huh. Wow! Great. So no like, budget, no script. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no dialogue, nothing. Yeah. So after that, uh, when I moved to the U.S., I kind of wanted to do like a reboot of it, mm-hmm. and okay. I started thinking with a new story based on that. Sure. Short. And that's how the garden was came, you know. That's cool. Came, yeah. That is very cool. Yeah. Is that uh, so? Because you have grown on the idea, are you thinking you want to continue growing on it and make it kind of a series with this character? Or? Well, to be honest, yeah, I think it could be a feature if I want to like to like you know rewrite it and turn it into a feature. Mm-hmm. It would be like a cool idea. Yeah. For it, but. Yeah, I, I want to keep working on new stuff. Yeah, too, sure. You know, of course, you know, yeah. I've been yeah. working on a couple more screenplays before this one. Ooh, what kind of stuff? Uh, so I got a. I'm working on a film right now uh, that is called Wolf Nun. And Wolf Nun. <laughs> I'm down. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we uh, already have like Wolf Cop, Raptor yeah, Priest. Exactly. So no, <laughs> I, I came up with this in uh, 2015, and uh, uh, it's about. Uh, Group of satanic werewolf nuns, and uh, <laughs> I'm already down. So, I'm already down. Uh, <laughs> I need very fun so, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I, I got the inspiration. I'm a really big fan of like uh, non exploitation from the 70s. Yeah. Okay. So I, I kind of mix like non exploitations with like werewolf movies from the 80s, and I kind of want right. to have this like kind of like B movie. 80s style. Uh-huh. I, know, I need this to be done. kind of like the new Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think <laughs> there's a character. Uh, it's like the mother superior of the in the story, and uh, yeah. the character is inspired by Ilsa. Oh, nice. So it's, she's like, yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got this actress, and and I told her like, okay, so this is what you need to watch. You need to, you need to see yeah. Ilsa She Wolf of the SS, and yeah. Please you know set aside any about. notion of yeah. feminism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and. Um, 
And I got a, another screenplay that is called Dead Reckoning. It's a modern western with zombies. Uh, okay. Inspired by, you know, rape revenge films from the 70s. Sure. I'm a huge okay. fan wow. of 70s films. Right. So, yeah, I like, actually, there's like zombies in the, in the screenplay, but they're not the big threat. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just like, men is the one who's the big right. threat of it. So yeah. Zombies are just kind of the environment. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. there, and then this like, woman is trying to survive. Yeah. Plus these like, hmm. assholes are around. <laughs> right, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. And uh, I got a dreadangels.com that is kind of like a screenplay about uh, vampire hookers. I so. love vampire hookers. Excuse me, <laughs> a good sex vampire workers. Yeah. Vampire yeah. sex workers. So, yeah. Yes. That's what I've been working on, and now I'm working on a new screenplay. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're a just busy man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love storytelling. And I love. I always have like a new ideas and Very stuff. Cool. Very cool. I mean, we we what we love about you know coming here is, you know, because our job, like I keep telling people, is you know to boost you. And we just love hearing about the imagination that comes, you know, that brings these projects about. And um, I don't remember. We did our our awards wrap up last night. Did the garden win anything or no? No, we just got nominated. You got yeah. nominated. Uh, but okay. this is like my 18 selection oh, okay. festivals. Yeah. Uh, Jeez, nice. How old are you? If you mind me asking. I'm 31. Goodness gracious. I have wasted my life. Oh my god, same. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty happy about the results of it. You should be. Yeah. yeah. Really? I mean, come on. Yeah, we got uh, we got five awards in wow. those like, 18 selections. So, That's you know, I can't complain. You yeah. Know? And right. I'm, I'm still waiting for 15 more festivals. Plus, people here, can get confused yeah. because your name is Guillermo and they might think you're related to Del Toro. Yeah, I yeah, mean. no, yeah. <laughs> so, that, that's another way to get success. It's yeah. just to kind of piggyback on that. No, I'm totally kidding. No, <laughs> no don't do that. Um, so, I, I know that we are, at, you know, Heading towards the end of the festival, and I know you've been here the whole time. What have you really, really loved? Uh, I think the people. Oh, and, you know, people. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's just like it's so friendly, and like you know, I love the films too. Mm -hmm. What I've seen so far, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been since 2013 since I've been to a festival, uh -huh. and 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 uh, the communication uh, for this one was just insane. That's what uh, I decided to come here because I never felt like so welcome. Yeah. to a festival because like you know I got 18 selections and you know you, I always got an email saying that oh yeah you got two or three tickets and blah 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 right but never like felt so welcome and with this yeah. one I was just like okay I need to go there because I I, I don't know it sounds right right yeah know? we're family so, here yeah exactly. we're so, family yeah, I never felt like that it was, all those other selections. Yeah, I'm I'm the cousin that you don't talk to anymore. Um, <laughs> Chris and Jason do an amazing job. They oh, do. Yeah, they do. They and great. Jason just has this heart. He is an angel on earth. Yeah. The yeah. precious, precious cinnamon mall that must be protected at all costs. That's yeah. That's Jason, and and Chris is is right up there with him. Um, they curate super well. They put together a fantastic show, and they make everyone feel wanted. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I feel, you know. Um, and, and we really appreciate that. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, every, people are picking up on that. Everybody has brought that up. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has brought that up in our interviews. Um, and we will never stop reiterating it because this is home. Yeah, this yeah, is it home. feels like that, you know. It's like my first time in Ohio, and you know, since mm -hmm. I got here, and I 
felt like so good. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. You know? And, and you know, certainly, I apologize that I've been running around like a chicken with its head cut off. But yeah, you know, I, I certainly want to make everyone feel like they can approach us too. Yeah, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to boost you, and that's what Jason wanted us here for. So, and uh, you know, still. We are so happy that your work is here, and we're so happy Thank that you. you came to talk to us. Appreciate that. Um, it has been a fantastic time chatting with you. Yeah, thanks. And certainly, anytime, you just come on, just rest up in the champagne room. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. Then. <laughs> Thank you. You're very you. welcome. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the festivals. Talk to me. Uh, I'm sure he's excited. Oh my God. His, his question was also immediately, is this related, is this a sequel to Velocipaster? <laughs> I'm just waiting for, uh, to Rabbi Soros Rex. Oh my oh god, my yes, god. Is, is uh, that an actual thing I have no oh, idea, yeah, but I need to write it then. Alright, so, so yeah. we're, we're doing this again. I had, I had to restart because I had to fix things at the audio board. That's I think genius. it is the board because we lost that gain again. So I, when I fucked with that, it came back. But anyway, we are here with Avishai Weinberger, winner of Feature Script with Third Date. Hello, happy to be here. Good. Happy, happy to, to be have you. He's adorable. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> it, it, but, it has. But seriously, everybody, everybody at this festival has been so nice and so friendly and so family-like. But you were really one of the sweetest guys I've met this week. You have Thank been. You. you have been. I, I just you kind just of wandered by and just like, like, hey, so friendly. Just yeah. I'm like, just really tired. That's all yeah. that is. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I feel I that. <laughs> so, so since this is a screenplay, and obviously none of us would have been able to actually watch it this week, and tell us about it. Sure. So it's it's based on a short film that I that I made a couple years ago for my uh, thesis film at, at school, um, and uh, it's uh, it's about a, a young woman who kind of gets into in the most hellish abusive relationship one can imagine because there's literally a demon attached to it. Thank uh, you. How much do you want me to tell you? Do you want like the actual sort of? I mean, rundown? I mean, if you don't want to spoil anything, that's cool. But just you know. You wrote it. It's you wrote really it. It's up to you. <laughs> so you know what? I'll, I'll tell you the logline. Okay. Uh, okay. And here's here's my practiced logline. Uh, hey, we have a practice one. When Jordana learns that her new boyfriend must feed her to a demon in order to survive, she chooses to cut off parts of her body in order to keep him and their relationship alive. Ah uh, uh, yes, yes. Like, we've yeah. all we've all been there. We know if someone has been there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have all my body parts, so. <laughs> I'm like, how how did you come up with that particular piece? Because that seems to be like some kind of. A, I'm deciding whether or not it's humor it's dealing not. with I'm playing, gaslighting. I'm playing it completely straight. Oh, okay. Um, so I made the short film for school, which in that one she does not choose to cut off parts of her own body. It's, okay. He he has a demon he has to feed, and it only eats people that he loves. And it's a woman who. Mm. Uh, is kind of is looking for love and doesn't think that she deserves it or will get it any other way. Sure. And in the short film, when she learns the, his sort of his true game, she yeah. makes a choice and chooses herself. Yeah. And I, you know, I had that idea because I was thinking about rough relationships and the idea of you know kind of pain kind of coming out when people get a little too close. Yeah. Uh, so I originally wrote it kind of more from his perspective, but then I was thinking I'm way more interested in her. Yeah. Because 
he, you know, when it all when you boil it all down, you boil away the charm and all that. He's, you know, he's scummy for doing this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm fascinated by what if somebody kind of saw those red flags and wanted to stay. So I wrote that short, and it played a, it played at a few festivals. Alter picked it up. Uh, yeah. Alter, check it out on Alter. Uh, <laughs> we but, will. Um, but I was wondering how to make it into a feature because I didn't just want to take the short and spread it out. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've seen I've seen people do that, and it doesn't usually work. It, there's, there's you know there's enough story for a short. It doesn't necessarily sure. stretch. Right. Sure. Um, but then I. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sick uh, uh, we never edit any of that crap out of it. Please cough right. if you need to. Cough, and cough, swear cough. if you need to. Uh, motherfucking cough. Uh, so I was on my way to a film festival and I read this uh, this article by Chloe Dykstra about an abusive relationship that she was in. Oh, I love Chloe Dykstra. Oh, yeah. I think I read that. Yeah. yeah I Big mean, cosplayer was, for those who don't know. Yeah. It was devastating and I, I was just reading this and she keeps kind of getting back to the question of why didn't, why didn't like people, people ask her, why didn't you just leave? And her answer is, it's not that simple when you're on the inside. It looks really obvious yeah. on the outside, but when you're in there, and it just got me thinking about, I could tell a story about that. And I, you know, I've been in, I haven't been in that kind of abusive relationship, yeah. but we've, we've all had feelings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. And so I basically cranked up my anxieties to 11, wrote the story, and made sure to get as much feedback from people who've actually been there as possible. Good. Nice. Good. Yeah. And, and we're glad that people are doing that kind of research with it. And, you know, it's a sad thing to have to research. But you, um, if you're going to tell this kind of story, if you are, yeah, you can't, you can't bullshit it. it right. You, you have to. Right. You can't wing it. It has to yeah. be honest and accurate. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things that I specifically brought up at the panel for social social change. Yes. Yesterday. So, because it kind of goes along with that mental illness piece. Oh, for sure. You know, you're you're dealing with something that is not an illness or not some kind of a a specific trait as it were but you're you're dealing with people's personal experiences so having that that reference is fantastic and and when i think of something like this i think of some kind of some of the classics of uh, of of genre pieces like harley quinn yes. is one of the biggest examples of you know i'm in i'm in an abusive relationship and i'm staying because i love it um, and Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors, we had a big discussion about that. You oh, and yeah. I, uh, RC and I did uh, when we reviewed Little Shop of Horrors. So, you know, there are those examples out there, and it's hard to watch. I mean, because, I mean, the other big example to me is The Burning Man with oh, Farrah yeah. Fawcett. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that it just, they're always heartbreaking, but they're always. They're really good stories, and I almost I, I I feel like we have to be careful with them so that we're not exploiting them. Oh, 100 percent. Because you know, I I personally I feel the best movies are the ones that aren't made for everybody. Sure. The yeah. ones that are divisive. But if you're going to make a movie about relationship abuse and toxic love and all that, and sort of those feelings of insufficiency and guilt. If it's not for everybody, the people it's for have to be the people it's about. Yeah. You can't you can't say to somebody who has been in a abusive relationship like, oh, you didn't like it. Well, it's not for you. Right. Yes. You know, <laughs> like it, you just can't. And so when I had my first draft, like rough, rough draft, I sent it out to some trusted friends, and the reactions were polarizing as hell. Like I had um, a dear friend of mine. Uh, uh, read it and she and she had been in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and she told me this is the most problematic thing I've ever read and it's it's terrible and I, I was so you know I was at first I was just really crushed yeah but she kind of she followed it up with sorry I didn't mean to sound so harsh it's just I've been in a relationship where 
I was being abused in that kind of controlling way, and I was cutting myself, and this is kind of like that, and it's and it's asked, triggering. Uh, yeah, but then I asked like, are there ways that I could make this better match the experiences you've had? Because I'm not trying to sort. I'm not trying to exploit it. I want to. I want to be accurate. And she gave me these amazing notes, and I made sure to get notes from other friends as well. Yeah, who've been there of like. He wouldn't say this. He'd say this. She wouldn't do this. She'd do that. Yeah. Um, there has to be this clause to it, like those things, right. like that. And there, like, there's some dialogue that's literally. They gave me an example of how this person might talk. And I said, "Can I just use that line? That's great." Yeah. You know, like he wouldn't say, "I'm the only one uh, who can love you." He would say, "I'm not like them. I'm here for you." Yeah. You know, it's it's little things that add up. And uh, once I once I had a version that people who had been in abuse relationships uh, read and said oh I, I feel seen that's when I started sending it out to festivals sure yeah. sure and bam I, I, the process behind that just kudos yeah kudos what I love about this right now is I, like, when I read the log line in the schedule I was intrigued yeah but when you told me that this is a that you're playing this straight I love it even more because the the log line kind of reads like it's a little tongue in cheek, maybe, or like a little bit, um, a little bit lightened to deal with the issue. Yeah. And you didn't shy away and went, "No, this is legit. She's legit cutting off pieces of herself," and that that makes it so much more disturbing. It does, but it also it uh, it also makes sense because now we've got that imagery in our heads. Yeah. This is a woman who is giving up literal pieces of herself because of this dude who is mistreating her and she knows it, but right. she doesn't want to leave. She right. thinks something will change him. Yeah. I'm sure at some point. Yeah. I, I would not feel comfortable making fun of something like that or make, making light of it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's definitely, like, a comedy version out there. I, I just... I, you know, at the uh, panel yesterday about social justice and horror movies, mm-hmm. there was a, a, a question being asked around of, like, if, if you're telling stories about people, about peop- uh, sort of groups of people that you're not in, yeah. do you have the right to tell the stories? And my feeling is, and, and I'm, you know, obviously I'm not the last word on this, for sure, but sure. my feeling is you can because you don't want white guys to only write white, white guy stories and whatnot, but yeah. if you're going to tell those stories, you can't... You can't. You have to treat them seriously. Yeah. You can't write a like if, if you're going to write about immigration and it's not near and dear to you, you don't write the comedy immigration movie. Right. You know you don't you don't make it a glib action or something like that. You have to treat it with the weight it deserves and make sure that you know that you listen when people tell you that because you're not going to notice the blind spots. Right. You're yeah. Not, you're not going to notice like you know I'm I'm an Orthodox Jew and. Sure. Uh, you know, people would run scripts by me that involved Jewish characters, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like like I, re- I read a horror script that involved uh, uh, Jewish characters, and I, and I read it. It's like, well, in a lot of ways, this is really great. You miss some things here, and this could be read as a very pernicious, ancient blood libel. Sure. You know, things like that. Um, there are things that we're just not going to see what we're not going to see, and it's yeah. important to listen when people point that out. Yeah. Right. Right. And we all have blind spots. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we. Lo- I, I like to kind of reiterate that it is important to get those those representational readers in there. Right. You know, to make sure you're telling the right story, particularly if you're not one of them. Right. I mean, one of one of the big notes that I got in my first draft from that initial reader 
uh, was almost in response to me trying to plant my flag about where I stood with these characters. Yeah. Where I had made the guy in my story so despicable. Yeah. Where I guess either consciously or subconsciously, I can't even remember at this point of so many drafts ago. Right. I really wanted to make it clear this guy is terrible and we should feel for her. Uh-huh. But the result of that was was people saying I don't the fact that she's staying with him does not reflect well on her. Which took me a while to kind of like, well, you know, there's there's a bit of a math here because in real life, you have women who stay in abusive situations with obviously despicable men, right. and it's you know it, it, we wonder like why you know you know we we have sympathy for them and they're not in the wrong, right? But because I was writing something from her perspective, it had to be very clear what she sees in him. Yeah, and which is. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm attracted to. This is right. what I love in him. He's not, he's not as bad as you think he is. Exactly. It's not him. It's the monster. He's a nice yeah. guy. He's forced to do this. Right. You know, that kind of thing. But also, yeah. he's got to feed you to a monster. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, the monster basically is... You know, yeah. they're, 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 yeah. like, there's no one without the other. But, right. right. Yeah. But there still has to be the guy who greets her with flowers you know it's yeah. you don't you know anyway that's just an example of the kind of note that I thought no, it's a really just, good one yeah I'm just getting more and more involved in it I mean just like <laughs> well no I mean like it's the perfect it's the perfect um, vehicle to explain an emotional abuse uh, um, yeah mm-hmm. like there's the outward that everybody sees and that pulled you into the uh, relationship in the first place. Right. And then there's this thing in the closet that nobody sees but you. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, I've... I've had my own abusive relationships and I've watched my mother in abusive relationships mm-hmm. and that shit's insidious. So... You know, I was with my dude for nine years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't physically abusive, but it was absolutely emotionally abusive. Right. So it, it's. I understand where they were telling you. If you're if you're definitely going to be telling it from her side of the story, yeah, we need to see why she's staying. Exactly. And I actually I even made a an edit to the script right before this festival. It's the one that. They, you know, that they awarded me for didn't have this change. Oh, okay. But one of the big notes, I was just at this writer's retreat where they assigned these professional mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, the big note that I got there was, we're meeting them on their third date when things start to go wrong. Yeah. And we need to see them in love first. Yeah. And, like, there was a moment in my head where I was sort of rebelling. It's like, I want to start when the story starts. But I'm like, wait a minute. Actually, they're, they're 100% right because... Yeah. Like for one thing, I want to see what she sees in him, but also, yeah. but also, I want to see her inhibitions fall away. Yeah, I want to see her at the beginning, sort of uh, reluctant to get into this, mm-hmm. so that when once she's in it, and that relu- reluctance is gone, we yeah. understand that, that that those walls have come down. So right. I made a change. The first five pages, it's how how they meet, mm-hmm. why she's sort of pressured into going out with him the first time, mm-hmm. not by not by him. Yeah. Uh, by other factors in her life right. and then those dates happening and her being kind of pleasantly surprised by how nice he seems to be yeah uh, and then we get to the third date and things start going wrong right um, and it's and by the way entirely unrelated to the conversation about um, toxic abuse and accuracy in, in stories about people that you're not yeah. uh, no matter how good your script is or how good you think it is it can always be better yeah 
it's a funny sort of flip side to no matter like if you make a change to your mm. script suddenly that script that you loved has been completely invalidated and only the new version is good and it's like everybody who's read the old version is like oh you didn't read the good version you have to read the new yeah. it, it, it's a funny psychological quirk that happens but every script no matter how good it is can be better yeah uh, so if you have writers listening mm-hmm. uh, listen to the notes you don't have to take them if they don't if you don't vibe with them yeah. but listen to them at the very least and then consider is is this really the best version of what I have right right, yeah. right. and I appreciate that note that they gave you because they're absolutely right we we need to see the build up yeah. we need to see oh I'm great with this guy and I want to stay with, stay with him forever and oh shit yeah yeah there, yeah. there has it, to be it, that yeah. switch it makes the inverted prestige mm-hmm. more meaningful Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, we've seen the investment, and we know now leaving would have a cost. Because like, if you just start with the third day, and I, you know, I didn't see it because essentially the script starts the same way as the short film. Yeah. So I have the short film in my head, and that you know, I, right. I'm proud of the short film, and I just yeah. thought, oh, I would just sure. work, just keep going. But if if in the original draft of this thing, yeah, if she learns what he is, and then has the choice of leave or don't leave. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, leave. I mean, you, uh, you, uh, you, you, we haven't seen any sort of investment, but the fact yeah. that now she's invested, it's like, well, you'd be losing something if you leave. Right. Um, at least that's my hope. I hope that's how it reads. We will yeah. find out. <laughs> People seem to like it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the awards. So yeah. There you yeah. go. I yeah. mean, boom. There it is. The Nightmares Award is so cool. <laughs> oh, yes. You've seen it. it really I, is. I kind it's... of want to, like, be showing up here often enough to just get an honorary <laughs> one. I, I love those little statues. They're adorable. Yeah. Um, little little nightmare heads, little horse heads. Yeah. They're detailed. Ah, right? yeah. I, I just have the TSA wrapped in right leather. Now. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine uh, was at Film Quest in Utah. Uh, you familiar with that one? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, and they have these really cool Cthulhu statues. These mm-hmm. like metal Cthulhu statues. That are just, nice. Right. And she was so excited, and the TSA broke the wing. Oh no! And they snapped the wing. Oh off. no! And yeah, she, I would have mailed that shit home. She went back home and started messaging, saying. They broke my Cthulhu on my heart. Like, <laughs> I, it was so cool, and then they right. snapped it. It's like, uh, and it was expensive too. Those awards. Yeah. yeah. These awards cost. You know, I I appreciate when festivals go all out with the awards because like obviously festivals aren't about the awards. Right. They're about what you see and the people you meet. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But an award is an award, and it's cool. Yeah. When yeah. it's not a plaque and it's like a thing, it's like yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, it has been. Wonderful talking to you, Abishai. Yeah, well, happy to be here. And we, we were, uh, anytime, just come on and join us in the champagne room. Kick it around with us. It's so really cool. I'm going to move into the champagne room now. Nice. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming. It's been a real treat. Thank you. And congratulations again. Yes. yes. Oh, wait, sorry. Time. The hiccuping already. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah these are, we've got peaks. Yeah, we've got peaks. That one kind of in between those two, and this one kind of in between us. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm loud enough for all three of them to pick me up. So. Okay. So, we are back. And like we ever really left, because I'm just kind of blending these all together at this point. I'm not doing like a little middle segment anymore. But we are here with Lisa Oviez. He was the director of Puppet Killer! <laughs> the We're a little excited. most excited I have been this whole weekend of counting down the minutes. That's we have- amazing, thank you. 
Oh, you're gonna need to speak up, babe. Okay, I'll <laughs> move forward. I'm not normally quiet. It's <laughs> day three of the festival, yeah. guys. Yeah. We, we love you, and you know that. No oh, need to be shy. You guys are amazing. I'm not shy, I'm just tired, but you okay. guys are amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you've been working hard, and like your movie is the talk. And I hear you were worried that people weren't going to want to see it. Well, it wasn't that as much as so many people I talked to were leaving today. So I was like, oh, no, no one's going to be here. But it seems like there's a lot of people sticking around for it. Yeah. Mark this. We. No. No one. (laughs) Seven to nine. No. no, Well, six to eight. There we go. I was like, wait, what? I think we're playing at six. (laughs) No. no, I got lost there for a minute. No. Six to to eight o'clock. Done. No. No. No one will be in the champagne room. That means so much to me, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. But no, so... Seeing as how we have not seen this yet, mm-hmm. give us a quick synopsis. Uh, okay, so Puppet Killer pays homage to 1980s horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a very self-aware uh, script, and we have uh, some teenagers, right. in air quotes, some teenagers that go to a cabin in the woods and get stalked by a murderer obsessed with 1980s horror. So each kill pays homage to one of my favorite movies. So we've got like Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Uh, oh. We've got Friday the 13th, Halloween. We got so many in there. Nice. So, so many in there. So okay. So uh, uh, how do the puppets? Come <laughs> how do the puppets? What? Sorry. How do the come puppets in. come in? Oh, I know, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did the casting crew screening, and my mom was there, and I was like, "She's gonna think I'm so fucking weird." Like she already thinks I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I still sit there and go, "Like, what was I thinking coming <laughs> up with this?" But. Um, I wear a lot of hats in the film industry, and it was about four years ago, maybe even five now, and I was producing a short called Bed Bugs, a musical love story. Okay. Super proud of it. It did super well. It. I'm absolutely yeah. down. Yeah, it's a, well, it's it's a musical. It's super cheerful. Like People sing and dance. There's right. fucking puppets. And I was. I was super honored to be a part of it, but definitely it's like someone else's idea. That's yeah. not. I wouldn't come up with something that cheerful. Um, and then I was also a casting director on a film called Suspension, so I was wrapped up in all the horror of all the auditions and everything and I remember sitting on the stairs watching this musical number with puppets and being like what would I do if it was my idea because I was always working on other people's projects and for whatever reason I will never know what happened (laughs) I was like I would kill them all with the puppet and that night I went home the entire original concept came up. I called Lee Majub, who is our lead and the voice of Simon. He was my actor for the reading, for the the casting. And I was like, I've got this fucking idea. (laughs) What if this puppet was obsessed with horrors and like, and I just was waiting for him to tell me it was stupid and he fucking fell in love with it. Um, (laughs) And it was originally more satirical, more of a comedy. I mean, it's a comedy, but it was a different comedy, a bit more slapsticky. Originally, it was going to be a little bit of a Gremlins thing where they go to the cabin and they find this puppet and if they get it wet or feed it after midnight, and of course they do, um, and it was going to be a short and it really quickly evolved into a very different film and a feature film. Nice. Which... Related, won best overall feature here yeah. at Nightmares. Yeah, dude. You got one of those statues, dude. I'm still emotional. I don't get emotional very often. You guys saw me. I was crying. Like I was so surprised, so honored, so surprised. Uh, so I mean, 
It, now, is this the first festival it's been to? Or? No, uh, we're actually at 10 film festivals this weekend. Oh, so wow. our local premiere was Friday night, which I did miss, which was a little bit heartbreaking because yeah. it's like, you know, four years, you want to celebrate with your friends and family. Sure. Right. But um, quite frankly, nightmares. Come on. I was like, obviously, I need to be here. <laughs> yeah. uh, we world premiered at Midwest Monster Fest, where oh, we nice. actually took home runner up for best feature, which oh, we were so honored for and uh, I believe we've already played five continents and we came out September 15th wow shit right (laughs) like the first time I saw it with an audience was in Korea in Seoul and like I can see this film playing really well in like Japan but I'm not educated enough about what the market is like and what people are into so I have these amazing executive producers that flew me out I do not want it to sound like I'm running around the world on my own time (laughs) (laughs) I make independent film. Fuck that shit. You just saw me eat an old sandwich. (laughs) Um, But I told them, I was like, look, I just don't know. I don't know how this film is going to play here. But we got into Seoul International, so obviously someone liked it. Right. And uh, they loved it. And it was just so wonderful to see people laugh. Um, And then I was home for two days and immediately went to Anaheim, where we won Best Ensemble Cast. Which I'm not surprised. My actors are amazing. Um, Yeah, and we've played South Africa. We've played a whole bunch of film festivals in the UK. Australia. We're actually up this weekend for Best Director, Best Feature, Best Actor, Alex Ponovic, and Best Something Else. And I'm sorry, I'm tired. That's so horrible that I forgot. We're all tired. Okay, and I'm so honored to be nominated for those awards, so I don't want to sound rude and I don't remember. I just don't want to quote the wrong one. Oh, it's fine. Hey, it's a good problem to have that you're so nominated that you start to forget. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But so honored, so honored. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's been great. Surreal, to be honest. So, which is a bigger love for you, horror movies or puppets? Horror movies, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I don't understand. I mean, I get it, because I was working with puppets at the time, right. but it's still biz- the bizarre to me. It's bizarre that I came up with it. Yeah. It's even more bizarre that everyone jumped on board. Like, there was days filming where I was like, y'all bought into this? Like, we're fucking doing this? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I constantly am amazed at all of it. And my screenwriter, Kevin Mosey, I have to give him so much credit. I came up with the idea, and we were in Phoenix. We were guests at um, Phoenix Comic Con for our uh-huh. film suspension. So he wrote it. Right. I was the casting director. I eventually got cast in my like dream role as Paula, who is like this evil woman who tortures men in cages who are like serial killers right. and stuff. Um, as, you dream. Should, right. as you should. As you should. Loved it until I found out I had to wear a tiny little latex outfit. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm not the most feminine, but I was like, cool, cool. It's a character. Um, but we just decided to take a day off and drive to the Grand Canyon. And I was talking about the film in the back seat because I love self-aware films. I'm actually quite a big Wes Anderson fan too. Yeah. And I love like bringing different characters and actors back together. Yeah, so sure. every time I do a film, I like to work with the same people. And he had a character, Deputy Jacobs, in the film. And I was like, panel bar mustache, the whole thing. I was like, it'd be really funny if you were the cop in my film nice. and we had the same name and whatnot. We eventually changed it to Mr. Officer because Mr. You'll Officer. See. <laughs> but, that, that tells you everything you know. <laughs> Mr. Officer. Yeah. You'll get that at the end of the film. But um, <laughs> Kevin Mosley, the writer, was in the front seat and he was just like, stop. Like he's just as obsessed with me uh, with me as me in 1980s horror, if not more. And uh-huh. he was just like, we need to talk more about this. And <laughs> 
I was originally going to write it, and I just think sometimes, you know, we wear too many hats because of lack of budget, or maybe we get so passionate as a filmmaker that we get precious, yeah. and yeah. I seriously was like, I gotta let someone better than me write this, and yeah. he did an amazing job, so... <laughs> So proud of him. Wow. How long have you been into 1980s horror? Um, Is it your favorite decade of horror? Absolutely. Yeah. I love practical effects. Um, I'm super obsessed with that. I mean, I understand the place for effects, uh, visual effects, and like we have them in this film, but there are more things like crew removals and windows and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, two memories, because people ask me that a lot, and I wish I had more concrete memories, but I, I remember being in grade eight or seven in Vancouver and the original It came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew that it was filmed in Vancouver because I had a girlfriend that was an extra in it. Yeah. And oh, cool. so I became obsessed with this film, but more like, how did they shoot it? It was the first time it was real, like that you could make film because it was made in Vancouver. And suddenly right. it became more accessible for some reason. Yeah. So I like literally did the, you know, record it on VHS, watch it over and over again. My mom right. was like, what's wrong with my daughter? Um, <laughs> But then the other memory I have is being a little bit older, mid-teens, and watching Alien. And just having my mind blown, again, by the practical effects, Mm -hmm. but also by the power of the camera. I remember there being this scene where it was just perfect lighting and all of this atmosphere and no actors, but the camera movement made me feel something as an audience member. And I was like, oh, the fucking camera's an actor, too. Yeah. And that... That's those are the two moments for me that I think set me on this path. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did a, a school project in grade seven called uh, on a book called Dollhouse Murders. Yeah. <laughs> like I the more I self reflect, yeah. the more I realize this is my only path. Yeah. And my girlfriend's <laughs> family had a VHS recorder, and so instead of writing a book record report, I literally got real butcher knives and shit and made my friends run through the halls and like videotaped them and did like a, a little movie of I the love story. It. <laughs> Do you remember? Don't what, do that now, guys. Yeah. Do you remember what grade you got on that? No, no, <laughs> I don't. It's a great question. I mean, I moved from grade seven to grade eight, yeah, so I guess you I didn't. It. There may have been special passed. notes to my mom, <laughs> like we're worried about your daughter. Well, I did a, I did a school. It was college, but I did do a, a school project where I did a horror movie or horror killer dating game. Nice. And I was like. This is um, this is Samara from The Ring, and these are her personality traits. And these are the three bachelors. We got so and so from it. We got this. We got this. And then I asked the class, like, who do you think she should go on a date with? Oh, that's fucking brilliant. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Don't get mad at me if you see a like serial killer dating game in one I, of my movies. Oh no, I would be honored. Honored. Right. Right. Uh, so. It, it is the last day, and I'm asking everybody, because I, I, like I like to see, what are you into in the rest of the fest? What did you really like? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't want to get the name wrong, because I'm so tired, but uh, Slumber Party Slaughterhouse? Oh, the one yeah. that was, yes, the one that was just on that I wanted to see, but we were out here. I'm... I fucking Dustin. laughed my ass off at yeah. that. Yeah. It was so self-aware. Right. He did it in six days. Oh what? God. I know. And that's, I that's asked... some Roger Corman shit. And, and it's so good. And the acting's so well done. And wow. it, again, it's such a self-aware film. It knows what it is. It's playing into the tropes. I thought mm-hmm. it was... Yeah. I mean, it, 
I got anxiety thinking about shooting anything in six days. And, and had actors spot on. I asked him, I was like, how much rehearsal time did you have then? Like right. weeks? And he was like, oh, none till the day. And I was like, okay, well, you're a god. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. well done. I actually was going to get one of his DVDs, but instead I decided to run to the bathroom and come here. So I don't I, think I had DVDs? I DVDs. Yeah. He had seven that he was giving to people that asked questions. I mean, I would have asked the question anyway, but I kind of wanted right. a DVD. So I guess what I'm saying him. is, fuck you guys. You. Sorry. That was another one that I was looking forward to because I knew it was going to be one of those, you know, let's let's make fun of the tropes things, and which I adore. I absolutely adore it. Um, and he's such a great, he's a great guy. He sat with me. Yesterday. Nice. Yeah, he seems um, wonderful. Yeah, such a great guy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a big horror comedy guy. Okay. Big horror comedy. Guy. Like, you might like Puppet Killer. I, I feel like we're going to. <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like so much pressure now. I, I feel like there's not. I feel like I could hate horror comedy and still love Puppet Killer. Thank you. <laughs> we definitely it. flip all the tropes. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna enjoy that. My dumb blonde is a boy. Yay. Oh, yay. The only one I sexually objectify is a boy. I, mean, I love fun. it. The only people that fall and trip in the woods are my men. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Oh, yay. <laughs> one yeah, thing I did want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, because you were on the, the social progress through horror panel, <laughs> is yes. inclusion in your movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because you said some things there, and you said some things outside one day, so I just wanted to uh, talk about it. Talk about the various... People you included in, in, in things. You had, you had uh, trans, I believe it was producers. We didn't have any trans. Uh, we had uh, we have four above the line people who um, identify as being uh, of the LGBTQ uh, plus community, and we do have. Uh, ethnic res- representation in the film. Um, yeah. For me, I was originally going to play the role played by Gigi Solberero. I just screwed up your last name and I love you. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to direct it. I was going to be in the movie because yeah. the caliber of act. Well, I loved the story. The caliber of actors we got was phenomenal. And as an actress, I just, you know, to work opposite uh, Ponovic and Harmon yeah. and everyone mm-hmm. um, and bring the story to life was always what I thought I was going to do. And then my team talked me into directing it actually. And I knew I, uh, for my first feature, I didn't want to be so egotistical that I starred in it and directed it because I just felt like I wasn't talented enough to do that. I hadn't had enough experience and I didn't want to sacrifice the quality. Sure. So then you have to like suck on the ego and go like, right. I guess you're not going to be in this movie. Uh, and Your uh, name is still all over the... Well, and I am still in it. Come on. It's just right. a smaller role. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I cameo in everything I direct. Uh, but because I can't. Right. Um, but so I wanted a strong Mexican woman and Gigi uh, is a, an amazing actress and a, an incredibly talented Mexican director as well. So I reached out to her. Um, and then Lima Jube was... I mean, I would have probably done diverse casting anyway, but I didn't do it intentionally. He's just the best guy for the job. Yeah. Um, and I just... I consistently think that that's the way we should be casting and having people is just... We can't just keep having all white casts. It's yeah. not fair. And we can't keep having all straight casts. It's not mm-hmm. fair. I want yeah. to have people watch this film and, and feel like they're represented too. So. Yeah. Yeah, have a hero. And it was also really important to us... Um, I don't want to spoil too much, sure. but that the woman or the ethnic minority were not the first to be killed. I think that's something that happens way too often. Too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, spoiler alert, the dumbass white guy who dies first. Sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man, I had something. I lost it. I lost it. 
I, you know, I just, I just, I love horror and I love puppets so much. Just, um. You're going to love Simon. He's adorable. Yeah. I, the, the, the card art, I mm -hmm. love it so much. It's Thank so, <laughs> it's so adorable and pretty and nerve-wracking. Yeah. That's great. All at once. I want to hug him. I know I shouldn't. Oh yeah, we we bring him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We uh, we bring him to fan conventions. I don't bring him to film festivals um, just because there's too much going on. And actually, sure. the last horror convention we went to, um, I, we decided it was probably the last one we're going to bring the hero one to, the one that we used in the movie, because yeah. it's just it's taken its toll on him. But this poster came about uh, about before the movie. We had the the little guy made. Mm -hmm. And um, a gentleman named Dallas Harvey actually custom made his mask to fit oh. him, and it's bright pink instead of red on the oh. eyes. Uh, did he always look like that? No. So Jack Fox was the puppet wrangler on Bedbugs, mm -hmm. and that's how I met him. And I, I love that there's a job position called puppet, puppet wrangler, wrangler yeah. right? <laughs> um, and I ignorantly thought that he had designed the puppet. So when I came up with this concept, and I just fell in love with Jack. Um, uh, I was like, oh, hey, uh, <laughs> would you design Simon? And he was like, oh, of course. Later I found out he'd never designed a puppet before. Um, <laughs> and he did such a great job. He originally, at one point, was super mean looking. He had, like, nails for teeth and a trench coat. Mm -hmm. That's sick. I don't remember the process, because it was so long ago, of how we landed on a pink, fluffy Simon. But once we did, and we did some camera tests, we were like, this is the guy. Yeah. And so when we still hadn't raised all the money, I did a... A photo shoot and so we actually had the puppet trying to figure it all out on our own and lighting and like this is like probably taped on behind his hand and yeah. so zap strapped to this and we actually got the actual photo did up a poster and then this year I found a gentleman to draw the that, that image for us that's amazing so. that is amazing yeah I, I, I Pink fluffy killer goodness. Right. <laughs> Pink fluffy killer. Yeah. We oh we've been talking about this movie since we got here, like well before we actually talked to you. Um, I was talking to this about this movie well before we got here. Yes, I did see a post of yours saying if you didn't see it, you were going to cry. Exactly. All yeah. in capitals. And I actually didn't know if that was like a fan that wasn't going to be at the festival or someone. So I was just like, I hope you'll be there. And you were like, I will. And I was like, yay. Oh, no, it's because most of our time is spent out here. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to so make it hard to see We don't things. get to see everything that we want to. So, it, it, no, carved that shit out. You guys we're are there. awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That means yeah. a lot to me. No, it, you... Are a fabulous, wonderful individual, and we love you. Thank you. I love you guys too. <laughs> Thank you for coming yeah. to sit with us. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this interview all weekend. Oh, you yeah. guys are so sweet. <laughs> I know, and I could never decide if I should come like half lit on a Saturday or sober I mean, half on a lit Sunday. I'm so much more we, casual when I'm sober. <laughs> no, we had we had a few interviews on the Saturday last year. The one with Waylon Jordan from iHorror, who is. Our bestie. We love Waylon. No, he was lit! And we literally spent like 20 minutes talking about the history of dicks in film. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. That's amazing. That's great. So, yeah, you and your, your dicks, 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 dicks. Oh my god, I think she's I said... She's in this panel. She's in this panel. For and, social progress. And and she's... I, I wonder if it, if it's actually racist to call out the, the Canadian politeness. Because she's be like... Jingoist. Jing, oh, there we go. Jingoist works. But she's... 
It's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny because you're just swearing up a storm. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm swearing right now. Mama Shark fucks. What? Like, that <laughs> shit. This it, like, it, it should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Mama Shark fucks. <laughs> yes. I would love so how many, so many yes. of those t-shirts. Do you know how many moms who hate that baby shark song <laughs> would be like, yes, give me that shirt. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, you are amazing, and we love hanging out with you, Thank and you're you. welcome with us anytime. Thank you. I will come back all the time. Yay. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Of you course. You're so welcome. Enjoy the rest of the cast. Yeah. I'm contemplating it now. Right. <laughs>